Welcome to the Insurance Business Babes podcast, where we show you how we've grown our insurance and related businesses through talking about what works for us, what didn't work, and will help you grow your own business through our struggles and our successes. This show is owned by CMED LLC and hosted by Kathy Klein and Joanna Wyckoff. And now, let's get busy. Hey, Joanna, it is so good to get back together with you again on our podcast. We have so many things to talk about today, and I have a list of things. We want to keep this podcast to about 20 minutes, so we might not get through them all, but we'll get through as many as we can. Is that okay with you? It's okay with me. Great. Now, the first thing I want to talk about is something that I have been waiting and waiting and waiting for the regulations to come out, and I don't think they're going to give us any guidance on this. And that is regulation that that says you have to say how many plans you represent and how many are offered. And here's the issue. Issue, Joanna, is I am licensed in 17 states, Uh and 17 states have different counties. Uh Each county is its own for example, I live in a big 55 and older community. Uh-huh. Spreads two counties. Wow. In one county offered, and in the other county, it's not. Uh-huh. So, how do I follow these rules in 17 states? Are they just trying to push us out? And just yep. the big call centers with all the technology, they're the only ones that are going to be allowed to sell Medicare insurance in the future? You know, speculation. So, here's the thing. Even if someone just worked in the great state of Georgia, could you determine by county? Because guess what? My very first county in county back in 2018, I had two plans. Next door in Douglas County, I had 35. And even in the same state, you can't say I represent so-and-so in your county. How am I supposed to know? I get calls all over Atlanta metro area. Son, Kathleen, you're calling me from... 30331, that's Fulton County, you know, like, I'm going to, you know what, we have to do it within the 60 seconds. It's going to take more than 60 seconds to look this crap up. I mean, how are we supposed to do it? You you really can't. I I really think that is going on with our legislators that big call centers have hand in these new regulations and they are the ones that cause all of the they problems. are the ones who caused all the problems. But here's the thing. Why didn't they just say, if you're captive, say you're captive. If you can only sell XYZ, say I only represent XYZ. Because you know what? Many of these problems are caused by captive people captive or call centers H- who are only pushing one brand. You know, it's, it's just ridiculous. And I hate to say it. But our industry representatives are not helping us with this issue either. You know, they are just no help whatsoever. I just don't know how a one-man shop or even a small agency is think you have to have hundreds of employees to have the bandwidth to be able to follow these rules. And I don't even know how they're going to do it. I know that I'm with a big, you know, I'm with integrity. Yeah. Okay. I don't see a solution with integrity and integrity has, I don't know, they're like the Walmart of Medicare FMO. So shameless plug for integrity. I am not with integrity, but they came out with an ask integrity AI 
<laughs> talked about in a couple a couple days now. I've seen the the commercials for it and everything on yeah. social media. And you know, it's it's great that you know they're going to be able to use artificial intelligence, just like we use Chat GPT and stuff. But still, putting the regulation on the one man, two man, three man shop like you and me, it's not fair because we're not the ones who are buying the illegal calls from overseas and call an inbound call. We're not the ones who are hiring all the people from Pakistan and Jamaica in the Philippines to do these illegal phone calls and then do a lively transfer to the caller who's paying them well over $100 for each of those lively transfers. They are. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Oh, my gosh. When I, so I did live lead transfers one time a mm-hmm. couple of years ago. I got talked into it. Mm-hmm. Did it, first yeah. of all. Me too. And it was like 40 or $45. I think it was $45 a lead. So there's over $100 now that they well, get. Well, they can range from 40 on up, depending on who has leads to buy that day. I was working for who had a carrier uh, to to write over a thousand apps for that carrier, that AEP. He wow. had a small call center and he let me participate in their push. This is back in 2019. I was fairly new still. And Pam, you know, when he ran out of leads, he would, they were, I don't know, it was like a, an eBay leads. <laughs> like he was just <laughs> buying leads and seeing where they were coming from. And, you know, sometimes he could say that you see the source and sometimes they were given away they usually like an incentive program, like giving away a free prescription or dur- offering durable medical equipment. And, you know, I'm sure you've seen it where people had gotten back braces and all that kind of yes. like the same kind of thing. You know, my leads were not like that. You you want to know why I hated live transfer leads? Why? Every single one of them came from somebody who had dementia. It was pretty mm-hmm. obvious. And, I know there are agents that don't care or maybe don't know how to tell, mm-hmm. but I tell mm-hmm. and I can, and I am not going to write a plan for somebody who, in my opinion, doesn't have the mental capacity mm-hmm. to be able to, end, you know, and, and so I, I, I hate it. They yeah. would probably be the first one to cancel. I actually write somebody with dementia by the, the kids, the power of attorney's request. I had written it. I was like December 3rd. And I had to go, went through and everything and get a call from the child, the power of attorney. And they said, hey, uh, what's going on with mom's insurance? We got a card here from not the wrote. And I called the carrier and said, what happened to the plan I wrote? And they said, oh, they wrote something on December 7th. which Overwritten. Yeah, the last app in. And she... She doesn't know her name. You know what I'm saying? Like, And Medicare won't do squat about it. There needs to be a law. And have yeah. we talked about this before? Because I know this is one of my major rants. I don't think so. But there should be a flag to put on someone's record. Yes. They're not competent. Because my little sister is not competent either. She actually has a legal fiduciary. You know, she's not competent to make her own decisions. If you offer her a food card, she's going to say yes. And see, that is not right. If somebody has a power of a that is active uh-huh. or a fiduciary or they've got a conservatorship or any uh-huh. kind of legal action where a person cannot, you know, they could, they can't freaking buy a car. You can undo it if they buy a car, but there is nothing you can do if they switch Medicare plans a hundred times. Yep. 
It's crazy. It's, it's awful. It and really there, is. Now, I've seen people with Mark's access show how somebody got switched every every month, different SCP. You know, the, the Medicaid law that changed a couple years ago with the change in from a monthly SCP to quarterly was supposed to prevent that. But now these call centers are the ones who are, oh, well, your extra help um, already used, so I'm going to use... <laughs> Or for an SCP, which is totally BS. And that's uh-huh. another thing I wanted to talk about today. Uh-huh. All these freaking SCPs. There's SCPs everywhere. It's like, do you remember when it was hard to get an SCP? Uh-huh. And now like, SCPs are for anything, anywhere. There's an SCP on. Yeah, it, and we're out of COVID. So it's not the COVID SCP that everybody was using. And I'm like... I don't even understand what the SCPs are good for because you're only supposed to be able to use these SCPs if you couldn't sign up during your enrollment period. So for those who are these SCPs, how are people using them? Because I don't believe that, let's say there's a fire in California. Uh And so now it's California. So now we've got the August SCP. How are they even using them? They should have enrolled back in, you know, October, November, December. So the problem I've been told is there's nobody verifying that the SCP. The only SCP I know that gets verified is the C-SNP, <laughs> right? That's the I know that gets verified. Do you have diabetes? Your doctor has to sign that you have diabetes, you know? It's ridiculous. I, am, I consider myself kind of a activist when it comes to Medicare. Mm-hmm. And falling short on my duty. Now, the one thing that I was able to help get pushed through, Mm -hmm. and this was a thorn in my side from the time that I started working with Medicare, was the Medicare number was the social. Mm-hmm. And I'll do not carry around your Medicare card, put your Medicare card in your safe, make a copy, blot out the first few, you know, blot out most of the numbers on the card and use that. And then finally, they fix. So I'm glad about that. But there's a lot more that needs to be fixed. When I worked at Social Security, we said the same thing. I said, hey, take your Social Security card and that Medicare card and put it in a black fireproof box and don't carry it around because your doctor's office, they just need it once. They just need it once. They don't you don't need to carry it. But I was like, if you lose that Medicare card, you just gave somebody permission to steal you run up your credit or whatever you know if you lose your id your medicare card you know the old one you don't need this every day you don't go to the doctors every day yeah thank goodness they fixed that thank god so that now now if they could just turn them into plastic cards instead of these paper cards that, i have no idea why they do that I plastic is so what, cheap so what i tell people to do is i still tell people to put the original in their safe uh-huh. but i say make a copy of uh-huh. your card and then laminate it with tape yeah sure because a lot of people don't know that you can use packing tape or even scotch yeah. tape to laminate a card you don't have to have a fancy laminating machine you can okay. just put some packing tape on it and cut it out and voila you just for 20 cents you just did a lamination to yourself. You don't have to take it to... Uh, this is just internal knowledge. The reason I think they were using the card was because you on the Social Security card, and you're a blacklight and see the integrity of the paper. I can make sure it's not a fraudulent card. But Medicare cards... Nobody cares. There's no need for that. There's no need for a special card stock with a black watermark in it. No. 
No. Like, and so it should just be just like your, your you know, human card. Not give it to them in plastic. It'll last longer and it'll actually cost less in mail because every time they you order a new Medicare card that's mail, that's machine work. Somebody has to make sure you get it. You you call and somebody has to answer the phone. You know, if you didn't get in the mail, it has to redo it. Time is money. And the, the numbers wear off. After a while, you know, they're pulling it in out of their wallet. Have you seen some of these Medicare cards? Oh, I've seen treads. Yeah. They all look better now because they were replaced a couple of years ago, but (laughs) they're still bad. There used to be metal cards. I don't know if that was metal metal, metal cards. Now, it was probably the Social Security card. I think somebody used to do it as a novelty. I don't think it was government issue. That makes sense, because I cannot believe that the government would would issue metal cards. Well, with all the recycling and everything, why not use plastic? It doesn't make any sense. I agree. I totally agree. Uh If you hate these new regulations, please reach out to your government officials Uh for your state to Joanna. That's a good question. I would say they're congressmen in their district. The congressmen are elected officials. They want to hear the constituents voice and tell them why they need to bring this issue up to their fellow congressmen. When I worked for the government, a lot of people would complain about issues like we're complaining now, but how does change happen? The government officials that are elected have to bring the change about in a bill, right? And so I think you get the, your local congressmen, they're usually pretty easy to get a hold of. You can write a letter, you, but tell them why it's a pain in your butt and a solution you can offer for it. So my solution, Kathy, is to say, I am appointed with these following carriers. Oh, that would be so much easier. Because I'm appointed with about 30 some carriers nationally. And let's say you are in the great state of Georgia. The only carrier I don't have this second is which I have to do my certification for on Monday. But even so, I liked your earlier idea better that oh. you only have to do it if you're appointed with one carrier yeah. or if you... They're not exactly. going to say, Miss Kathy, let me shop this plan for you and see if he has better prescription costs. They're going to give you what they got. They're going to squeeze you into that box. I agree. I agree. Mm-hmm. What was the other thing that we need to talk to congressmen about? There was one other thing I was just complaining about, and I don't remember what it was. Um, the SEPs? It was power of attorneys. Oh, yes. Okay. So while you are talking to your congressman, please, this is so important. Please, please, please fix this because... Uh-huh. These are our seniors. We uh-huh. need to care of them. And I, I know that some of our listeners make money by switching people's plans. Uh-huh. Please don't do it on the backs of people with dementia. Uh-huh. Please, please, please. They're just going to switch back. That's you know, right. You're just wasting time. your time. You are wasting your time when you talk to somebody with dementia. And some of the other insurance agencies who say, well, I'm not a doctor. I don't know who has dementia. And uh-huh. that's valid. But we could fix this by putting a flag on the Medicare number. The power of attorney has the authority to do that. That's what we need. So, Kathy, I don't know if CMS can see this, but on the Social Security record, the interfaces with CMS, it clearly states if they have somebody who manages their benefits for them, like my little sister. 
my older sister manages her funds. She doesn't have, know the value of money. And it says that on the social security. It, sa- it says Melissa Wyckoff for Sarah Wyckoff. For means she's what they call a representative payee at social security. Right. Okay. Now it doesn't take away Sarah's rights. Melissa is not a legal guardian in this circumstances, but it's a sign that this person has a capacity issue, okay. right? A representative payee. And maybe it would be the representative, but maybe it's just if you have a power of attorney. Uh-huh. But something needs to be done. It needs uh-huh. to be done. So before we say goodbye, Joanna, I just have one more thing. This will be quick. And I'm okay. only bringing it up now because you brought up AI. And my friend, AI and I, wrote this poem today about AE. Do you want to hear it? it? Yes, I want to hear it. Okay. In the season shift, when autumn's Hugo's creep, a tale unfolds of Medicare agents in slumber deep, awakening with purpose as AEP takes its stand, guiding seniors' choices with a gentle helping hand. Amidst the falling leaves, they step onto the stage with knowledge and compassion. They calm uncertainty's rage. A chorus of voices singing wisdom's sweet refrain. Medicare is emerge like beacons in the rain. They navigate the labyrinth of plans with care, explaining options, ensuring seniors are aware. They unravel every thread, crafting paths to wellness, where health and comfort wed. AEP's canvas stretches wide, a tapestry so vast. Medicare agents weave connections that forever last. They listen to the stories of lives lived rich and long, tailoring solutions, making sure no one is wronged. Hmm. That's amazing that Chat GPT really feels what AP is about. It really is it, it it's kind of like scary how <laughs> the computer has um, a sense of what's going on. Like that's kind of scary. I know. I can picture like big like well, we're doomed, our jobs are done. I know we're all doomed. We know that. We know that. But anyway, I just thought I'd share. So Joanna, this was fun as it always is for the listeners and viewers. We'll see you next time on the Medicare insurance page. (laughs) 